guys. Hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 138. I'm so glad to have you here. Boom, bang, bosh. And this week, it's all about reminding you, it's never too late, you still got time. Labels can put us off. Age can put us off. You know, expectations of others, fear can put us off. But if you've got something you really want to do, and we're talking about that gut feeling and that intuition, then my amazing guest, Anne Jones, will tell you how it is. And Anne is in her mid-70s, and she's doing incredible things. And just listen to these words. Well, the way I see it is, you know, there's nothing more exciting than getting your teeth into a new project of some kind. Um, whatever it is, maybe it's redo your garden. So it may be go on a journey, go on, go on around the world trip, or it may be write that book that you never had time for before. Do it now. Do it right now. You know, my mother gave me good advice. She said, you know, as you get older, it starts not working so well. Make the most of your health and make the most of your bright mind. Just do it. Just get on with whatever you want to do and do it. Yes, just get on and just do it. So if this episode can encourage you to just do it and to push that fear aside, you know, this season is all about kind of self-love and challenging those kind of critical thoughts that we all get. And I really, really hope it encourages you to follow that gut and we talk a little bit about intuition. So Anne Jones is just such a a wonderful person. And, you know, she decided mid-70s that it's not a time to stop following your dream. So she explains the story about how a little red book sparked the idea to write a musical and the story behind Artaban, which will be in the West End, a rock musical in London in November. And I'll put all the details in the show notes. Um, And we just talk about all this and the kind of journey and the experience. And yeah, it's just really been a bit of a shake up and a reminder that, you know, as Anne said, you learn so much from just jumping into something, right? Even if it's totally out of your comfort zone. She's been so uplifted and enriched from doing this. And, you know, recommending a new challenge, whatever your age should involve. Um, and, and also what she's saying about the team around you. You know, when we get other people in on our plans and dreams, when we ask for help, when we can kind of push the ego aside and do that, um, it's an amazing thing. So if you're in London or you're planning to go there, I'll put all the details about Artaban the Musical in the show notes. And um, yeah, its debut is in Covent Garden this November. So yeah, check that out, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Let's get Anne on. And also we'll give you a little sneak preview of some of the music at the end. Let's do it. Okay, Anne, welcome to Time for a Mojo Injection. It's really lovely to have you here today. Thank you, Jojo. I'm looking forward to our chat. Oh, well, you know, I'm really inspired and and when I was sort of having a read about the musical Artaban and, you know, how you guys obviously got the idea with the the little red book and stuff and talk to us about it because obviously you, you know, you're living a really interesting life and we can sort of speak about that too. Did you, how did it kick off from this little red book to kind of launching a proper rock musical? 
I know, it's a, it's a great it's a great journey. It's like, I know this is overused word journey, but it really has been a journey for us. Um, I, um, I have a friend who I've been friends with since I was 11, and she's a, she does a lot of dramatics, um, and she belongs to a Methodist church, and she puts on a shows on the, for the church. And one day, uh, one of her, the congregation came up and thrust this little book at her and said, you'll know what to do with this, Daphne, which is a bit of a sort of like a, uh, I got a loaded, a loaded thing to say in a way. It was sort of quite exciting. She read it and immediately she felt, oh my God, I love this story. And the book was The Other Wise Man. Now, this isn't a story of a religion, really. This is a story of the one wise man, the fourth Magi, who didn't make it to Bethlehem. And the book is about his, his, his what it is, journey, his journey, his quest to, um, to, to reach Bethlehem. He had been part of the group of Zoroastrians who were, watching the skies for a prophesied um, sign, you know. Um, well, I love signs. I look for symbols in my life anyway. And, and I teach people to, to, to look for, you know, messages that come to you through the happen chance and synchronicity. So I, uh, <laughs> when, the, when Daffy passed me this book and I, and I, I read about the, this, this guy called Artaban, who was devastated because he missed going and meeting Jesus simply because he had been sidetracked by helping someone. And that, that, was, that sort of touched my heart. I thought, you know, how many of us go through that situation where we're, um, you know, we're, we're, we're set on doing something in our lives, but something comes up. And I mean, I think the first thing I think about is mothers, mothers with children who put their dreams to one side to, to, to sort of work on their, uh, their, their family and look after their family rather than follow their dream. And this is the story of Artaban all the way through. And uh, anyway, I read it. And as I read this book, I thought, my God, this is a fantastic story. It's so right for now that Artiban was at a time when things were really bad in the world but um, and I say they called it corruption in those days well it's there's a lot of corruption in our world now and there's a lot of despair and Artiban saw this new king coming as a, as a solution to the problems anyway as I, as I was reading all this I was getting very excited about the story but I also this is the key thing really I saw it being performed on a stage and I thought, this is a musical. I, yeah, you know how some things hit you in life and that, as I was reading it, I thought, oh my God, we've got to make this into a musical. Now, I have to tell you that I've never had anything to do with music ever, apart from trying to learn the flute unsuccessfully. <laughs> and that's when I was at school, unsuccessfully trying to play the clarinet. Um, but um, I, what Daphne and I decided to do was she would write the, the, the script, stage script, and I would write the words of the songs. 
and I was able in that to put into those songs some of my own beliefs and feelings which mm -hmm. relate to the story but also relate to things that have happened in my life mm -hmm. for example the love story the, there's always has to be a love story we actually added a bit more to the to Henry Henry Van Dyke wrote the book over a hundred years ago in America um, and it's quite a popular story in America, I have to say. But anyway, he wrote it a hundred years ago, um, but he didn't put a love story. Mm. And when Daphne and I were looking at this, I said, you know, we have to squeeze a love story in and make it much, a little bit more uh, emotional. And uh, we also played up the part of Herod uh, in the story. So we had the good and the evil, the bad and, you know, the, the bad guy and the good guy. Um, which I think really helps to make these things move along and give it a bit, and there's a bit of a, uh, you know, there's a lot of tension in it because he's always trying to get there and something seems to be stopping him all the way. Anyway, um, the, uh, the love story, when I wrote the song, A Love Goes On Forever, I was thinking of my own situation as well as Artiban. Artiban and Esther are in love. She's a, an escaped slave from Herod. She meets up with Artiban and she goes on the journey with him. But once he reaches a certain point, he realizes he's not going to be able to give her what she would need as a woman, a, a settled life, you know, to marry and have children and so on. So he breaks up the relationship, not because he doesn't love her, but because he doesn't feel that it's right. And uh, and so there's a there's a love song there, and love goes on forever. Is about the way even though we're separated, we can still hold the love. And I thought about my own situation because I met my husband when we were in our twenties, and we couldn't get together then. Um, and we re-met, we met together again fifteen years later, and we'd be married thirty odd years. Oh, it, it, and the same thing happened to Artiban. They split up, and then, without giving too much of the story away, they do meet up again. So um, I was able to put the feelings uh, that I felt into the into the song, and that happened a lot with this um, with, with 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 the show. Um, we definitely and I managed to get this going fairly easily to start with, in the sense that. We, we could see how it could split into uh, scenes and we put what songs would go in where. Um, but the thing that we were missing was uh, uh, um, somebody to write the music. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that, that was the big quest for us then, to find somebody to be sympathetic to um, the, 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 the story, gel with us, you know, to make the, to make the team and um and and do the sort of music that we would would enjoy and would would be a, a ideal for the stage and that journey of ours from the time we started to set up the idea was at least three or four years and then oh, and we had sort of things that happen you know you, you know you think you've found the, the answer blimey <laughs> it didn't quite kick off because I would, I, I'm in mind, body and spirit uh, world and I was at the mind, body and spirit show and um, 
next to us, there was a stand, and somebody came over and said, do you know that lady on the stand, she was with Boney M. Now, Boney M's my era, you know, and, oh, God, would it be fantastic if I could get her to write the music for the artiban? So I went up to her and I told her about the story. She said, oh my God, that's fantastic. That, that, I really resonate with that story. Um, so uh, she, she, uh, she gave me details and we swapped emails, but nothing happened. And again, there were a few false starts like that. Um, and so it, so it went on until about five or six years ago, um, a girlfriend of mine who, I've known for quite some time and telling me about her new man and she's telling me you must meet him you must meet up with well sure we'll get on together well for some reason or another it didn't happen and then one day we actually got together they came over to us for a dinner party and then we found out that he was a rock guitarist in a, a group and he wrote music and i started thinking oh god i wonder i wonder and i heard some of his stuff and uh, so I said to him, how do you fancy writing the, the music for a um, musical? And he looked at me as if I, I was talking another language. He said, I, he said I'm a rock guitarist, I don't write musicals. And, uh, and, and I said, we wanted sort of lutes and Middle Eastern music. And he said, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, I said, well, let's give it a try. So he said, okay, well, look, he said, I love the story. It, it touches my soul. It's just a, a, such a heartful sto story. Um, all the things that Archibald does and how he keeps being stopped on his quest and doesn't actually meet up with Jesus until at the time of the crucifixion. So there's a, there's a whole big, you know, uh, setbacks and difficulties and overcoming them and getting there. So he said that really touches my heart. And uh, anyway, I wrote I wrote the first song and I sent it over to him. He said, just tell me what mood you want, what energy you want around it. So I told him the opening song, which is um, where these Zoroastrians are are praying to their god and their god is the god of light mm -hmm. which i quite enjoy that anyway and that is master so the first song is master and it, it's a really rousing uh, uh, song um, i wrote the words sent it over to him i said this is to be an uplifting number so starting quiet and then becoming uplifting mm -hmm. as the plea for a sign to help them get out of the mess the world's in and um, anyway, we, we, in a nanosecond, it seemed to me, I think it was probably the next day, he got back to me and said, I've written something, I've done something, do you want to come over and hear it? And what, what he, he'd done, he'd gone to bed with the words that I'd written, and in the night, he'd suddenly woken up and he got these riffs and tunes coming in his head. And he went down to his garage, which is where he has... Um, recording equipment and he, he sat there and he said it was freezing cold so he had to sit on a radiator and he, he he managed to put this music together and when we heard it I mean we were blown away absolutely blown away and then we this Rick that was Rick his name's Rick Radley and he wrote we've had 19 songs between us 
uh, and some of them are ballads, some of them are soulful, and some of them are rock, good old rock and roll, you know. Uh, so that's where we're at. We're at now the point we've had, a, I mean, everybody who does this, this um, route of, of, of putting on musicals or plays or anything like this, even writing a book, you know, there's always setbacks. Uh, we try this and we try that, but we've done a workshop uh, with professional performers to test it out. And now we're doing the showcase, which is the whole show in a simplified version in the sense that it, it's on a small stage. Uh, but it's we're having a West End performers, which is going to be very exciting. We've got some amazing um, cast coming in. We're just at the point of offering them contracts. Uh, so we're, we're getting very close now. Uh, then we start rehearsals in a few weeks and we're putting it on in November in the Co in Covent Garden. So this is like, oh my goodness, is this really happening stage for us now? We're it's sort of it's a dream come true, isn't it? And, and there'll be a lot of people, like I meet a lot of people and they're like, oh, can't do that now, can't do that now. Now, I, I, my mum's sort of early 70s and I see that as quite young. But I speak to some people in their 70s and they're like, no, no, no. And it, it, I don't know if they're hardened or afraid to follow their dreams, but I think it's so inspirational that you guys are going for that. I mean, what would you say to people that are, you know, they, they focus on the wrong stuff, like numbers, your age, your, you know, the barrier. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way I see it is, you know, there's nothing more exciting than getting your teeth into a new project of some kind. Um, whatever it is, maybe it's redo your garden. So it may be go on a journey, go on, go on around the world trip, or it may be write that book that you never had time for before. Do it now, do it right now. You know, my mother gave me good advice. She said, you know, as you get older, bits start not working so well. Make the most of your health and make the most of your bright mind. Just do it. Just get on with whatever you want to do and do it. Don't ever put it off. And and this is the thing with us. Although it's taken quite a while to do it, we have got we've thrown ourselves into it full-heartedly, and it's so it's so exhilarating, so uplifting. You know, you know. Just I mean, whenever we meet people, go what we're doing is a musical. Oh God, I said, what experience have we had? None. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Uh, it, we've got obviously we've got professional advice in we've got professional performers and so we've we've got a, a great uh, musical director so we've, we've got the bits that we can't do we get people in to do it so, and so yeah whatever you want to do it whatever dream you've got get on and do it and then don't let age stop you oh my goodness no don't let age stop you that's the last thing i mean sometimes you have to put your family first when you're younger and that but i i don't think you can always you should always uh, do that totally i mean there's always a compromise mm -hmm. i've got a friend i've got a friend who she gets up at sort of four in the morning to do her job which is pr and she she loves the loves what she does but she can't do it when the children are around so she does it before the children get up and then when they go to bed early, she has an early bed and she has a snooze in the afternoon when they have a snooze. So she sort of has worked it. And I think, 
I've always done that in my life, you know. I've always found ways to do the things I want to do without hurting others. Yeah, yeah. I love that. there's always the way, and it's just perhaps asking for help or, as you say, fitting in things around small kids when you can have a nap and and having and it's very much a team effort when we sort of call on others to, you know, it's amazing okay. what we can achieve, right? Yeah, I and mean, then everybody gets fulfilled. I mean, there's nothing more fulfilling than actually. Um, doing something that comes straight from the heart mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it, it, this isn't we've everything we've done is from the heart in as much as uh, we put heart and soul into the work we mm. we've done the very best we can and we put our feelings in mm. and uh, that, 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 that gives it another level of, of upliftment I guess mm -hmm. but if, but as I said you know whatever anybody wants to do I mean starting a new hobby learning to do something different go on a course i i met i was in uh, in the hospital this weekend because i had a little bit of a health uh, problem and i was talking to a nurse i was in i called it corridor ward because you know how it is in the nhs at the moment i was stuck in a corridor waiting to be seen and um i was talking to the nurse and i was saying we were what we were doing we were just chatting about it and she said oh do you know I've just started to be a nurse and she's in her 50s and she's decided right I want to do something I want to help I want to give something I want to do something so she's she's enrolled to be a nurse and you have to go to university now to do that she's fine she said she's done her training period now she's going I think they do some college and something else I don't know I didn't go into details but it's big endeavor for her but she was sparkling you know she was so excited about the fact that she'd taken her life firmly in her own hands and said right i'm in charge now i'm going to do something but she was she was very inspiring oh, that's she, of all the nurses there she was one of the happiest i think yeah yeah because she's gone she's gone for it and i mean do you yeah. find with the kind of you were talking about intuition as well or or signs do you find that kind of helps you then to to follow the right path things that really strike a chord with your heart and soul yeah i i i when i talk about the whooshes that i get well as a healer um when i'm talking to a client i say um is that we start looking for the cause the root cause of their problem and when i hit upon the root cause of their problem i get a whoosh i, I feel an energy charge comes through me mm -hmm. um it's a similar thing to the the ring of truth that people talk about where they feel it around their clavicle other people feel it but get warm mm -hmm. i get this whooshy feeling come over me so I know when I when I'm on the right track in that sense. Um, it, 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 I always say to people, if you're going to try and manifest something, talk it over with a, a friend, a good supportive friend, and see how it sounds as you speak it. Mm -hmm. And you can hear in your voice whether this is something that is is true to you or something you're you're unsure about. Or whether it's somebody else's idea that that you've taken up on that's not really what you want there's a there's a there's a, a tone in a voice when someone's saying that what they really want to do 
and and then also <laughs> a bit more spooky, I suppose, uh, is that whenever I go walking out with the dogs and I'm I'm planning something, I look around and and I see the white feathers on the ground. I know that that's going to be a, a good sign. As in my husband will see the wet white feathers now. I say, yeah, we're so we're choosing a, a, a some member of the cast, or we're choosing where we're going to put the show on, all the thing, big decisions we've made. I've always seen signs there to tell me that yeah, that's the right thing. Wow. And that feeling you get, you know, when you when you're doing something that's really right for you, it you've become energized by it. Mm -hmm. You know, resonance through you. you. You get a good feel. When when you're not when it's not right, you get what I call the little worm in the stomach. Mm -hmm. That little worm mm -hmm. that goes twiddle around there. You know, you think, oh, I don't know, this is not sure about this. It's always quick trouble. The, the the fear, of course, is is it is it a fear or is it a warning that it's not right for you? But if if it's I mean, we could have been fearful of putting on a musical, but we we, we didn't actually pick that up. We, I don't think I've picked up fear at all mm -hmm. at that stage. Yeah, of course, you worry about whether it's going to be a success or not. But even that, I'm more concerned about doing it and everybody has seen anything of it. We, we did the workshop. We had everybody up on their feet dancing. It was such a vibrant uh, response that we've, we've played the music to many people. Music's on a web, our website, by the way. <clears throat> so we've got the website, articbandthemusical.co.uk. Anybody wants to hear the music, they can go onto the website. Oh, amazing. I'll put all the details in the show notes and on my blog as well. And um, so do you have a favourite song? What's my favourite song? Uh, well, I love Love Goes On Forever. That's one of my favourites. Um, let me think. Uh, Hero. Hero. Hero is a lovely song. It's, it's a duet. And uh, Artiban has three gemstones, which were his gift to, to for, uh, for Jesus. Um, and he had to give up one to, to get his own caravan because he was delayed helping somebody. Um, and then he, he helped rescue a baby boy who was be, about to be killed by Herod's men. And the mother, uh, she was just like, oh my God, you're, you're the most amazing man. You've done the most amazing thing for me. But he felt guilty because he'd used to bribe the captain of the guard not to kill the little boy. He'd used one of the gemstones mm -hmm. and he felt guilty because that was his gift to the new king and he felt he'd given that away so he felt guilty he, he'd lied to the to the, the guard and he'd used corruption in the sense that he bribed him so he was such a good man and he felt really bad about that so he was in the song it's about him feeling that he's failed and that he's a failure and then his this girl singing that to her He's a hero. Mm -hmm. And Esther sings as well, that she sees a man of love and, and a wonderful man and is a hero. And I and I, I love that song. I love the whole theme of it because it resonates with me that there's a lot of men who feel a failure for one reason or another, you know. Especially, you know, we, we talk about them coming back from in the army when they come back 
sees postings, they feel bad that things have happened that they've seen and got involved in, and they feel bad about it, and other people see them as heroes. So it's it's that um, support of others when you're feeling down, mm-hmm. the other people that lift you up and, and change hope to change your perception of yourself when you doubt yourself, when you you feel that you failed. Anyway, that that's one of my the songs I love too. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Well, I'm going to put them on and dance around my kitchen, and uh, uh, I'm really excited for you. So please come on um, after the show and let us know how it goes, and obviously we can talk about your your book that you're planning to launch and everything too. Love to know more mm-hmm. about that. Um, Great. It's a long way for you to come down from Edinburgh, so I'm not expecting you to make the journey, Jojo. Any of of your your listeners who want to join us, that would be fantastic. Yeah, maybe I should plan a trip down that way. I mean, it's good good to break free from the norm and as things are all opening back up, it's, it's good to sort of get on with living again in different ways, isn't it? It is. I've got one of my clients who's coming over from Norway and uh, locally one that my group here that I run, they're putting together a bus to, to go up to London because it's the lights are on then it's, you know, they're booking to go to the Ivy for a lunch and then they're going to the matinee. Yeah. How lovely. How lovely. Oh, that's so, so exciting. And all because you kind of pushed the fear aside, you know, went with your heart and soul and you know the whole thing i've taught you so much and no regrets right absolutely no regrets a lot learned a lot mm-hmm. and and the love in a group doing something in a group i'm a bit of a loner normally because i do my work on my own but to work in a group that's been special too it's so important isn't it to and to have that sort of community as well so so oh mm-hmm. well Thank you so much for chatting to us today and um, it's really inspirational and um, yeah, you've definitely encouraged me to keep pushing my dreams and and as you say, follow the heart and soul. Fault, that's where the magic is, right? Definitely, definitely. Just do it, just do it, yeah. Just do it, I love it. (laughs) I love that chat with Anne. Here's a little sneak preview. This one is I See a Hero.
That is beautiful. I've had a wee sneak preview of some of the music and it's fab. So guys, massive shout out. All the best with the show and well done for following your dreams. It's truly amazing. Mwah. See you next week, guys.